Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This happened when I was 17. It's worth noting. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. That I'm a five foot three female. To give some background, I was mostly raised by my single mom. When I was young, my mom worked the graveyard shift and left me in the care of my older sister overnight. My sister was really rebellious in her teen years and would often have sketchy friends and random guys come over when she was supposed to be looking after me. There were even a couple of guys in their late teens to early 20s who tried to make a move on 9-11 year old me. My mom and I were left dealing with the aftermath of having these creeps and weirdos, knowing where we lived long after my sister got her act together and moved out. Suffice it to say that I had a lot of anxiety towards strangers for a long time. So, fast forward five or so years, and it's just me and my mom, who no longer works overnight, but still works until late at night and about an hour drive from our house, meaning that I was generally alone from the time I got home from school until 11 p.m. or later. During this time period, I would occasionally order dinner from one of the local pizza joints. No big deal. As previously noted, I was pretty freaked out by strangers in general, and especially strange men. I would call in my order, 
then put the money with a generous tip in an envelope and tape it to my front door with a note saying something like, Sorry, had to step out. You can leave pizza, sandwich, or whatever on the porch swing. Keep the change. Thanks. Then quietly work on my schoolwork and pretend like I wasn't home so I didn't have to answer the door. I know, I know. I realize this is kind of really very creepy behavior on my part, but I was more okay with being awkward than I was with someone who might be less than savory knowing that I was home alone being easy prey. Also, I was a dumb teenager, so there's that. Now this procedure typically allowed me to get an easy and delicious dinner while remaining safely anonymous and secure, so I figured it was a win-win. Until one evening. I ordered my food, put my note out with the money, then settled on the sofa with a book I'd been reading to wait for my dinner in silence. After a while, I heard a car pull up out front, and heard footsteps on the porch followed by a brief knock on the door. This usually happened before the delivery person would spot the note or envelope. From my seat on the couch, I can see the shadowy outline of the delivery guy. I assume it's a guy based on height and build through the small frosted window in the front door. He opens the screen door, takes the envelope off of the door, and closes the screen door. There's a small amount of movement, but it seems like it's taking an extraordinarily long time, and he's still standing there. I'm puzzled and a little concerned at this point. How long does it take to read two, three sentences, count the money, and put down the pizza? I mean, take the money, leave the food, and have a good night. After another minute of this person just standing outside of my door, my heart is pounding. I know he can't see me through the window. I haven't moved or made any noise to raise suspicion. So, what is going on? A few more seconds go by, and then it happens. He slowly opens the screen door and knocks on the front door. Again. After a few seconds, I expect to hear the creak of the closing screen door, but instead see the doorknob turning. In that second, I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. The knob only turns a little as it is thankfully locked, but he still tries to turn it another couple of times before letting the screen door slam shut and finally walking off of the porch. I sit there totally stunned until I hear a car door slam, then I bolt to my bedroom to peek out the window and try to get a look at this dude. I can tell it is a man, but otherwise can't make out any defining features. Not that it matters, obviously. It's not like my profound social ineptitude would let up enough to allow me to call a pizza place and say, Hey, your delivery guy tried to open my front door while I was pretending to not be home like a giant weirdo. But I guess I just wanted to check for sure that it was someone from the restaurant and not some other random person who came knocking and took my money it wasn't. My food was on the porch when I finally recovered enough to retrieve it, which was some consolation, but I was still severely creeped out knowing that this guy was just like, hmm, wonder if they locked the door, or whatever. I'm 36 now, and I still get a little freaked out thinking about that day. I also get very anxious when someone knocks on my door. I just wonder what that guy's deal was. creepy guy in apartment complex. I am really uneasy about the encounter I just had. Any insight would be so, so appreciated. I 20 female live in a large, multi-building apartment complex, so there are a lot of neighbors I have never met or seen before. I stopped to pet a cat who roams around the complex while I was taking out the trash, and a man mid-30s, 40s, I do not know sees me and approaches me. He says hello and asks how I am. I say hello back and ask him the same, to which he says he is, trying to survive the dark and brutal world we live in. So I'm uncomfortably like, 
Aha. Ha, yeah. No alarm signaled at this point. But then he goes, So how's the blue beetle you drive? And I'm immediately feeling creeped given I've never met or even seen this man. Then he asks if I enjoy being a student at the college I attend. At this point I'm scared and say, Why would you know that? And he laughs and says, Come on, it's obvious. He then begins warning me about how the world is malicious and how people are cruel. He says not to trust anyone and to watch my back because you never know what people will do in this area. I try to wrap it up and tell him have a good night, and he tries asking for my specific unit and for my name. I deflect and tell him bye again and rush to leave. As soon as I got inside I started crying and shaking because I've never had such a bad gut feeling about a person. I'm home alone now and feel beyond creeped out. His only conversation points were casually mentioning information a stranger shouldn't know, and warnings regarding the cruelty of mankind so altogether it almost felt like an indirect threat. Please, any outside perspectives on this interaction would be so appreciated. Do I need to worry? So this happened to me a couple of years ago when my now husband and I were living in a townhouse in a pretty decent area. My husband was working third shift as a corrections officer at our local corrections facility, and I was working as a waitress bartender. It was an unusually warm night for mid-March, so I took advantage and decided to take my husband's 80-pound Alaskan Malamute or Siberian Husky mixed dog on a quick walk around the neighborhood near our complex. We get to the end of the street that leads into the complex we live in and across the street is a marathon gas station. I notice as the dog, Luke, stops to relieve himself that there's a guy across the street at the gas station with a case of beer in his hands. I have my phone out texting a friend and look back up to notice the guy was near the stop sign, also relieving himself on the sign. I felt really awkward and instantly put my phone away and lead Luke down the street on our path. At this point I think this guy noticed us and he crossed the street to where Luke and I had just been. I hear him walking a few feet behind me and just keep my head down staring at my phone with Luke glued to my hip. After about 10 seconds I hear this guy's steps getting closer. Luke realizes there is someone behind us, and he stops in his tracks. Mind you, he is a big dog compared to my 5'2 self, but I can handle him pretty easily, and he is very well trained by my husband. But I noticed his ears were perked up and his tail was straight up. I was glad that he was aware of our surroundings, but I still wanted to keep moving and away from this guy. I don't know, I just got a weird feeling. This guy finally catches up so I tighten my grip on Luke's leash and pull him closer to me and step into the grass to allow this guy to pass us and keep Luke out of his way. Does this guy keep going and pass? Nope. When I thought he was about to pass us, I stuttered out a small apology because Luke was pulling on his leash a little to investigate this guy and most people did get intimidated by him just by his size. He is massive for a dog in my opinion. The guy stops and just stares at me for a minute long enough for me to smell the cigarettes and booze rolling off of him, and to notice he is probably in his mid to late twenties, dark hair, scruffy looking, and just dirty. He smiles and then finally seems to notice Luke trying to get at him and asks, Cute dog, what's his name? Instead of making up a name I said Luke. He then proceeds to ask me if he can pet my dog, and before I can even give him an answer he leans down to start petting Luke's head. Luke did not like that. Luke jumped at him as a warning and the guy backed up chuckling. 
I apologized and mentioned that he was very protective and made up a lie that he was trained as my dad's former K-9 unit. My dad is a software developer. Instantly I saw this guy's face change. I don't know what to call it, but he looked a little put off by it. He asked me what my name was, and I gave him a fake name. He then asked if I lived around here, and I said I was visiting a friend of mine for the weekend. He then made a sudden step towards me, and I'm not lying when I say I have never heard my husband's dog growl in the five years I have been with him. But the sound that came from my dog sounded like something from nightmares. Luke's hair was spiking on his spine, and he was throwing himself up on his back legs and kicking his from legs at this guy. He had put himself completely between myself and the guy and snapping at him. This freaked the dude out so much he stumbled backward nearly dropping his beer. He quickly said, Well, have a nice night, cutie you and stumbled off down the road. When I say my heart was pounding, it was deafening. I grabbed Luke's leash so hard and sprinted between the buildings until I got back to my townhouse and locked all the doors and collapsed by the front door. Luke was in my face the whole time kissing me and whining. This dog is the sweetest and most gentle creature I have ever met, and hearing him growl and seeing him react the way he did made me realize that I needed to get out of that situation and fast. Two things I learned that night. Do not go out at night alone, even with my dog, because if someone wanted to get to me, they would take my dog out without a care. Always listen, read your dog. If they think something is up, then trust their instincts over your own. Please, don't pull your car over in front of a girl walking alone at night. So, the other night, I was out around 9.30pm walking my dog, which is something I do regularly. He's a lab mix, so he's pretty big, but not very threatening. Anyway, we're walking, minding our own business, and we cross an intersection. A little while after that, I hear a car behind me driving kind of fast for a residential area, but I didn't really think anything of it. Then, this car pulls over on the same side of the street as me, about two houses down, and just stops. It doesn't kill the engine or put it in park, it just stops. So I stopped too and just kinda stood and stared for a while. Normally, I'm pretty unbothered by things like this, but I was starting to feel uneasy in spite of myself. So, I pulled out my phone and called my roommate who was back at home. As soon as my phone lit up, the car peeled out and drove away from me. I'm not convinced that whoever was in the car meant to harm me, but I'm still thinking about it days later. So, word of advice to anyone driving out there. Don't pull your car over and stop in front of someone who is alone at night. It's creepy. My heart hasn't stopped racing. This just happened, and I still don't feel safe, even locked inside my home. I was outside with my puppy for about an hour. She kept getting distracted by a bunny, so I walked around the apartment complex a few times, trying to get her to poop. As I'm waiting for her to hopefully poop because it's past midnight, one of the neighbors starts walking up to me. She's barking at him, and he doesn't stop trying to approach. I yell out that he shouldn't come up to me in the middle of the night, and he only responds with a Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hey there, and still comes closer. I tell him to leave me the F alone, and he asks if my dog will bite, to which I lie and say yes and to F off. Even when I quickly walk away, taking the longer way to loop around my apartment because I need to put as much distance between him and me, he stood where I was moments ago, watching me. I looked back every few seconds, and he was still watching me. This isn't the first weird encounter with him. He's tried to approach me before while I was with my sister, and then my father. This is the first time I was alone in the middle of the night, however. So someone was following me home yesterday, and now I don't want to leave the house. I-15 female was walking home from the store yesterday, and I saw a black box car drive past me extremely slow, and the man in the car clearly watching me. And when he fully passed me I saw him watching me in his rear view mirror. I thought it was weird and slowed down my pace so that I could tell if he was waiting for me or just a slow driver. He was still driving extremely slow but moved a little when he saw two guys riding past on bikes. He then moved to the edge of the short street we were on and waited there. I was still towards the beginning of the street so I acted like I forgot something and turned around to get out of his sight. I waited and kind of peeked out to see if he had left, and when I saw he was gone I continued walking. I didn't think it would happen but I made a mental note that if I saw the car behind me, it meant he circled back around. After I continued walking I made three turns, and was three turns away from my house. When I was walking up a little hill and almost at the four turn, I looked back and saw the man at the corner I had just turned from, letting me know he circled back around to find me. He sat there watching me continue walking until I got up the little hill and turned the corner. Then as I had just barely made the last turn and was close to my house, I saw the man's car just turn the corner up the street, straight across from the way I was walking, waiting there. I pulled out my phone to call my mom and walked the other way, and he left soon after I pulled out my phone. My mom came out and walked with me back to the house, and I didn't see the car for the rest of the day. But I keep thinking, he knows what neighborhood I stay in. What if he comes back? What if the next time he comes back I'm out by myself again? What if no one's home to call? What if he sees me leaving and comes back when I'm the only one home? I'm so scared he's going to come back I don't want to go outside. I don't want to show him where I live especially because I'm home alone very often. I have summer school and I have to go, but I don't want to leave the house and fear he might be waiting for me. And I'm constantly looking out the windows to see if I can spot him. Especially since if he was at the store I was at, he definitely stays somewhere near the neighborhood. I just moved into a new apartment and people have been trying to break in. About a month ago, I-21 female moved downtown into a new apartment with my boyfriend-22 male. It's been going great, and we loved having a smaller space together with our dog and cat. 
But recently we've been having weird stuff happen. For reference, we are on the bottom level. A few weeks ago after work I was sitting on my couch waiting for my boyfriend to get home when I heard my front door slightly open. At the time I wasn't locking it so my boyfriend could just walk in without having to dig out his keys etc. I thought maybe it was just the wind since the door has trouble latching anyway. I walked up to it and opened the door and a man was walking up my steps, but bolted away towards the opposite direction when he saw me. Weird. I didn't tell my boyfriend because honestly I thought nothing of it. Fast forward just a few days later, I was sitting on my couch playing my switch and I hear a noise from our back door that I'm sitting a few feet away from. All of a sudden someone ripped open our screen door and grabbed the glass sliding door handle to open it, but they ran away when I yelled, what the F? It happened so fast and I was so shocked, I didn't see what they looked like. I called for my boyfriend in the other room and told him what happened and he grabbed his skateboard, yeah I know, our only defense at the moment, and went to check the front door. As he opened it I heard him say, what's up man, and then he came back inside. He told me a man was walking up our steps and turned to walk the opposite direction when my boyfriend opened the door, the same thing that happened to me a few days prior. I told him my experience and he got freaked out. I messaged a few of my friends and they offered to give us their ring camera and suggested we get a better weapon than a skateboard haha. My theory is someone is scoping out our apartment, knowing we're new. Definitely startled us and makes me on edge every time I'm home alone, constantly glancing out the back door making sure it's still locked. A man broke into my home but didn't take anything. Around 10 years ago I had graduated from high school and was home alone while my family was at work and school. I was sitting in bed reading a book when I heard a door downstairs being closed. I knew it wasn't one of my parents or siblings because I didn't hear their car pulling into the driveway. Then I heard a man ask if anyone was home. I got out of bed and locked my bedroom door and stayed on the other side holding onto a baseball bat as the man climbed up the stairs. I could hear him stop outside of my door because the floor was really creaky and he twisted my doorknob. When he found out the door was locked he went down the hallway and down the other set of stairs and he left at some point. I didn't leave my room until my parents came home. I thought they would be screaming about missing items or something, but there was nothing missing and no sign of a break-in. When I told my mom about the man she said it was just a man who came to check the AC. This kind of makes sense as to how the man got inside, but I thought it was weird she didn't warn me before and told him where she hid the key. Usually if someone was coming over she let me know and I had to meet them at the door and stay with them if they needed help. She had never left me home alone with the man before, though she had known this guy for years. There was also nothing wrong with the AC and the thermostat was downstairs on the opposite side of the house. I also think it's strange he tried to enter my bedroom. The AC in the house never reached my room so I had a large fan. It had been that way for years and my parents didn't care so I know he wasn't there for that reason. was someone trying to get me. So this happened a few years ago, but I was thinking about it recently and want to tell others. So one day I was home alone not for very long my parents had to check on my grandparents who live literally down the road so I was alone for about half an hour. I was 13. The home phone rang so I answered my dad has a company so I always answered and knew how to handle customers and redirect them to my dad's mobile. I thought it was either a family member or a customer 
but it was just one of those cold call scammers. He asked if he could speak to the owner of the property. I said he was unavailable, and he asked to speak to my mother. I said she was unavailable. Then his tone changed into a creepy, soft, yet deep voice. He asked how old I was. I thought it was innocent and said I was 13. Big mistake. He then proceeded to ask if I was home alone. I freaked out and ended the call as well as calling my parents and texting a friend who lived a few doors down from me. I could be overreacting, but is it weird that a complete strange cold caller suddenly asked my age and if I was home alone? I never said I was alone. All I said is that my parents were unavailable. Was this weird? My house was built in 1904. It is a single-family home with frames set on a concrete block foundation. I have been living here for about 12 years. Of all the weird things that my siblings and I have seen and heard in this house, this one event is my favorite. This happened to my brother. About 10 years ago, my brother and his best friends had started a garage band, playing mostly Spanish rock alternative music, but in Spanish. His friends could only get together on Sunday afternoons. They would practice into the early evening. They would usually call it quits by about 8 p.m., and this was the time I usually showed up and went to bed, because I worked the graveyard shift. This happened in late fall, so the days were getting shorter. They had just finished a long session when the decision to head to somebody else's house came about. My brother handed his car keys to his buddy so that they could load up the equipment. Everyone had filed out of the basement, but the tricky part was they needed to walk all the way to the back of the basement, up the back stairs, through the kitchen doorway, down the hall, into the living room, and out onto the front porch. Everybody was outside, sitting in my brother's truck, waiting for him. My brother was walking up the back stairs when he remembered that he had left his pancakes in a to-go container sitting on a speaker in the basement. He made the decision to go back. Now the basement is not clean with full sight lines. There had been partitions made, and the boiler and main heating unit are right smack in the middle. So, after my brother walked back, he was about to retrieve his food container when, out of the corner of his eye, he saw a shadowy figure right at his peripheral vision. We had been taught that if you are in the presence of a spirit or a ghost, and you feel a bad vibe, to say a quick prayer or to swear at it. My brother chose the latter. He started to walk to the back of the basement, after telling off the presence, and briskly up the stairs, closing doors and turning off lights as he was walking out. The last light switch is on the opposite side of the front door. Luckily, the door was open and the light from the street lamp was flooding the living room with its amber light. My brother said he felt something at his back, but at no point did he turn around as he flipped off that last switch. The living room went dark, as did the rest of the house. As he stepped out, he pulled on the door, closing it behind him, still holding his food container in one hand. He jogged down the few porch steps, walked towards the front gate. Now, our house resides far from the main street, essentially having a large front yard, but no rear garage. As he closed the gap between himself and his friend-laden truck, he kind of smiled and thought things over in his head, mad at himself for freaking out when there was clearly no reason to. He climbed into the driver's side of the truck and put on his seatbelt, getting ready to pull out of the parking spot directly in front of the house, when one of his friends said, Hey, wait. What about your brother? Isn't he coming with us? My brother answered. What do you mean? He went to work early tonight, so he's already gone. The next question that they asked was, Well then, who was walking behind you when you were leaving the house?
witnessed something I'm literally sick over. So I was stupid and went to an acquaintance's friend's apartment that is technically a neighbor. I walked in and immediately noticed all the smoke in the air and a little boy sitting on the couch in the midst of it. The acquaintance of mine I'll call L and the dad R started smoking illegal substances and I was immediately uncomfortable. This was in front of the child. R hit the kid a couple times and I said please don't do that. He laughed at me. I spent some time with the boy. He was so excited to show me his toys and stuff. I had to get out of there and the boy grabbed my hand and begged me not to leave. I told him I'd be back, I feel so bad for lying. I got home and told a couple people, and they told me to stay out of it, but I just can't. I reported it to a child abuse hotline. I'm afraid of the repercussions because it's obvious it was me who told. I'm so sick about it, I can't sleep. Edit. Thank you all so much for the support. It means a whole lot. I am afraid, but I feel so much better with you all backing me. R also called the boy horrible names. Like some of you mentioned, it's probably much worse when they're alone. I will pursue my call and make sure the boy is helped. Just know I appreciate all of your comments so much. Love y'all. Edit 2. It was meth, not weed. The smoke in the air was weed, but they started smoking meth, which is what I was referring to.